Thank you so much for this opportunity to, to share some ideas about the importance of deeply feeling grace. My journey to Wan Buddhism began like so many wonderful things in my life by following the lead and encouragement of my wife, Delia, and I think many of you know her. And five years ago, with her encouragement, I began attending services and also began um, attending online courses, particularly during um, the pandemic. And those of you that know me online may have seen my name as Francis, but my friends call me Frank. Um, by way of background, professionally, I'm a clinical psychologist. I'm a professor at Duke. And my career has really been devoted to understanding the different ways that people cope with persistent pain, particularly pain related to diseases like cancer and arthritis. And the goal of that work is actually to develop treatments that can help reduce not only pain, but the suffering, the pain-related suffering that occurs in so many people. And part of the reason I've been drawn to Wan Buddhism is I think it does provide insights into understanding pain-related suffering and also in ways to reduce that suffering. The thoughts I'm going to share today really came from my involvement in the Turtle Dharma course, which I took last winter with Reverend Wang Gong. And that course really helped me recognize the importance of emotionally connecting with grace. In the very first class, Reverend Wang Gong shared a quote from Master Sotasan's writings, and it read as follows. Deeply feeling and knowing the content of the grace we have received from heaven and earth, parents, fellow beings, and laws, we model ourselves wholeheartedly on the way of indebtedness. So looking at this quote, I was struck by the fact that Reverend Wang Gong had underlined the first part of it, that is, deeply feeling and knowing the content of grace. I kept reflecting on that. And she explained that knowing the, the content of grace, what the content of grace is, the, is all things in the universe. And um, I think what this underlining emphasizes that an important part of our practice is reflecting on the ways that grace has manifested itself in our lives. And for some of us, it involves making lists. This is part of gratitude practice that many of us engage in, sort of counting our blessings. But the part I kept coming back to in this underlining was the part about deeply feeling grace. It just really struck a chord with me. And I just found throughout the rest of the course, I kept coming back to that deeply feeling grace. And when I look at the whole area that's underlined, it strikes me, you know, it's one thing to intellectually acknowledge, to count the, the great the things we're grateful for, to say, yes, this, this grace has occurred to me. It's one thing to do these countings and kind of intellectually approach it. It's quite another to actually deeply feel grace and to authentically appreciate and connect with that deep feeling of grace. And one of the things I've, I pondered throughout the course and continue to ponder, and it's the reason that the title of my talk today has a question mark on it, is can this really make a difference in our lives? Really just focusing on deeply feeling grace. And, and I want to share three questions I've been pondering that are stimulated by this. And the first question actually came under, up during the course, and Reverend Wong Gong asked something like, under what circumstances are you most likely to deeply feel grace? In Zing, my mind went to a really difficult time in my life. I had lost a loved one, and I kept getting emails and invitations from a friend 
who had suffered a similar loss. And he'd say, well, let's meet for coffee. And it'd be two weeks, and I'd get another email or a phone call. Oh, well, let's meet for coffee again. And what was so interesting when I reflect on that time, I can't actually tell you what he said to me or what we did, but his, it was his presence there that was an incredible feeling of grace that produced this incredible feeling of grace. And I can't tell you how much a difference that presence made and how it continues to inspire me even to this day. So I think the example shows that grace can come from harmful circumstances and life difficulties can really open up spaces for us, special opportunities to, to, to really connect with grace. And I've always felt in my life, I don't know about yours, but when I think of growth that I've experienced, I've learned and grown much more from the very difficult things that have happened in my life than from a series of successful things. Let me give you a second example. I have a very vivid memory. My wife may even have a more vivid memory of the night my first son, Daniel, was born. My wife went into labor the day after Christmas, that evening. It just so happened, we lived in Boston, they had just experienced the worst snowstorm in 100 years. And we're trying to drive to the hospital, which was 30 miles away, and make sure that we get there. And it was challenging. It was dark, it was cold, there were snow drifts and snow piles that we had to negotiate, but we did make it. And Dan was actually born early the next morning, uh, and maybe about one or two in the morning. And it was just, it, being there was just an amazing, amazing experience. And, and actually, it really hit home because it was the same hospital I was born in, <laughs> which was a treat. But I still remember coming out, it was probably two or three in the morning, to my car, which was parked right next to this lake. And the air was cold and crisp, and I looked up into the sky, and I've never seen stars so bright. It felt like they, I could almost touch them. And my heart was just filled with this incredible feeling of joy and the opportunity for this child and so on. So these two examples remind me, it's really important for us to take time to recall moments of grace, not simply to list them intellectually, but to actually connect and savor with the feelings that occur. Remember those. So the first question I said, under what circumstances? That's one to ponder. Here's my second question. How do things go differently in my life when I'm able to deeply feel grace? And talking to Wang Gan, she said, you know, deep feelings with grace, they can be positive or negative, but in a way, they're actually a gateway to the threefold study. And this is actually, when you think about it, kind of interesting. So what's the first element of the threefold study? Cultivating the spirit. And the Buddha, of course, had this analogy that we're on a boat and we're rowing across the water and we're trying to reach the other shore, which is uh, enlightenment. And Reverend Wang Gong shared that, well, you can, actually you can actually think that this deep feeling of grace, it's like a strong wind behind the boat. It's kind of pushing you. You're rowing, but it's pushing and it's really helping you. And this is very different than just struggling along and, and rowing on your own. And I think this is a very powerful analogy when you think of it that way. And I'm just going to pause for 10 seconds. Think about a time that you've meditated shortly after a period where you've really deep, deeply felt grace. And just think about, for a moment, 
What was that meditation like? I'll just give you a few seconds to think about it. For me, those meditation practices have been very, very special. So what's the second part of the threefold study? It's an inquiry into human affairs. And can deeply feeling grace actually motivate that, that part of our study? And I think we have a very recent example. So how do we react to mass shootings? We've just had one. Terrible. I think so many of us, we feel a sense of despair. We're depressed. Oh, not another one. And sometimes we become overwhelmed by those feelings. And in a way, that we become a slave. We, we end up being dragged along by the feelings, not doing anything, just feeling so pessimistic. But alternately, sometimes, and, and some of us have been able to use that, those feelings, those negative feelings, to actually energize us, to start inquiring more into what are the causes of these shootings? What are the consequences? What does that mean? How does my understanding and helping others understand this? How can that actually change things? So what's the third part of uh, the uh, threefold study or practice? Um, deeply feeling grace can actually influence our actions. So um, I'm reminded of the quote, we actually heard it last week. Why is it that we human beings do not practice the good even while knowing the good and do not put an end to evil even while knowing the evil so that we forsake the tranquil paradise and fall into the perilous sea of suffering. So deeply feeling grace can be a strong source of energy. So consider the Black Lives Movement. It was chugging along. There was a lot of momentum. But think of what happened, how that movement was energized by the anger, the outrage, the deep feelings that occurred following the release of the videotape of George Floyd being killed. And how that led to action, nationwide protest, an outpouring of support for the Black Lives Movement, and ultimately a very much increased awareness of the role of racism and greater support for efforts throughout our country and even in other countries for efforts, policy changes that could reduce stigma and impact racism. Okay. That was the second question we got into. What's the third question? How can I make, how can I increase the likelihood I'm going to feel grace, to have moments of grace in my life? Now, I saw the Zen proverb the other day, which many of you know probably. Obstacles don't block the path. They are the path. <laughs> okay? And I, I had to smile when I read this, and I immediately sent it to Ron Gong because it reminded me of her. And it reminds me of preparing for this talk. And, and, and I was saying to Kathleen, you know, I, I, many probably also had this, you know, I really have second thoughts after having agreed to do this, and my wife knows I've had those thoughts. And she said, you're in very good company. Um, so one thing I think I've learned as I've reflected on this last one, how do I get things to, you know, these moments to occur? Sometimes they occur, these moments, when we least expect them to. So I want to introduce you to, to the recent uh, member in our family. Her name is Rosie. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Her name is Rosie. 
And we got her at eight weeks old, and she was eight pounds at that point. And I can tell you, we waited a while to get here. And we were telling, I'm sure some of you here, she's coming, and everybody's going, are you really sure you want to do this? And then it got a little stronger, and people saying, you must be really crazy. And, and I started to wonder, where are we? You know? But what we found is the moment she came into our lives, we were overwhelmed by the joy that she brought into our house. Um, Everything is new to her. This is a piece of marvelous existence, you know. And I think the thing that's been striking, again, least expecting the level of joy, is how this has spilled over into many areas of her life. Now, I, I will admit, this is not without its challenges. And, <laughs> and I will spare you those details, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure if you want to talk to Delia afterwards or talk to me, we can share that. So in closing, I think, um, and this I continue to think this throughout the class, it was, like, it was like the student stuck on the first slide. Ilwan Buddhism, I think there is a special place for deeply feeling grace. It connects with so many things, so many other aspects. And I think if we deeply feel grace, it can revitalize our meditation practice, it can guide our inquiry into universal principles, and it can energize our actions. And grace arises at moments often that we least expect them. So encourage yourself, I encourage you to put yourself into those moments. And the final question that I'd like you to think about is, how will my life be transformed if I allow myself to deeply feel grace? Thank you so much.